Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are looking at the event, the first disciple. And this is found in John 1, verse 35 through 51. The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. And he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. The first disciples. Yeah. The, the beginning of um, the ministry of Jesus Christ. Uh, the founding of Christian church. And that is recorded not only by the day, but by the hour. It was the 10th hour, mm -hmm. or about 4 p.m. So John has his disciples, and mm -hmm. there's nothing more valuable than a faithful worker to assist you. Yeah. Um, you know, and they give you your identity as a teacher. Exactly. You cannot be a teacher without students, a master without disciples. And, and in, in my job as a pastor of a church, uh, having faithful members who, who are hardworking, are, it, it is so valuable. And when you lose them, mm -hmm. it's like losing a, a part of you almost. Your ministry changes. It's not the same when those people aren't around. Uh-huh. So John the Baptist presenting that amazing testimony, this is the Lamb of God, mm -hmm. 
made him lose his disciples. Yeah. Um, uh, testimony uh, is costly. Yeah. Do you, do you think he regretted it? I do not. Neither do I. Yeah. You know, I, I think that was his plan. That was his goal, his in mission. In fact, he said, my ministry will shrink with the purpose that Jesus' ministry will grow, yeah. will expand. Yeah, and so these these two disciples started following Jesus, and, and they came to him and, and asked this weird question, where are you staying? Uh, I'm, I might be weird for us, yeah. but uh, it was very appropriate for that time mm-hmm. because before they said, Rabbi, where do you stay? In other words, we want to be your disciples. Mm-hmm. We want to come to your place. We want, we want to sit at your feet and learn from you. Yeah, they were asking to be followers, disciples, uh, students of Jesus. This is how they filed an application that time. Exactly. You didn't need a CV or a resume with pictures and all that. Um, You know, kind of like an apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. Um, You would go and sit and learn. Um, In fact, apprentice is the closest word in English to matetes, that is disciple. And this is a, a pretty powerful section because there's a lot of um, things in here that we we can skip over. I mean, Andrew. So Andrew's the younger brother, right? Uh-huh. Uh, the guy without identity. He's always uh, Simon Peter's brother. Yeah. Through yeah. all the Gospels, yeah. And, you know, you can... I, I grew up with Emily's little brother. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> you, you can grab those titles. And in, in this... In this society, the older, the firstborn had a lot of power. Mm-hmm. For Andrew to come to Simon. And to lead the older brother to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that is amazing. Yeah, exactly. That means Andrew had some people's skills. Or they had a close relationship mm-hmm. where, where Peter um, valued and, and believed and was willing mm-hmm. to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, These are the the first two disciples, the first three disciples, mm-hmm. to uh, have their own initiative to follow Jesus Christ. The next one is called by one of the two. Yeah. But in verse 48, the next Jesus, the next day Jesus uh, went to Galilee and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Philip is the first disciple invited by Jesus to follow Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, and then Philip goes and finds Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is Jesus Christ is tapping into this web of relationships, and this is how the kingdom of God is being built. Yeah, and maybe we should learn something about this for our world today, because everyone has a circle of influence, a number of people they uh, they trust him or her, and uh, we have developed this relationships uh, trust over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nathaniel asked, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Mm. Um, I mean, he was quoting a saying yeah. uh, of that time. And uh, I, I like how Philip said, come and see. And that is one of the best way to invite someone. Exactly. Come and taste as uh, a word from the Old Testament. Come and see. It, it's better to let someone experience. And this is one thing with friendship, that when we go through um, experiences together, we draw closer to 
to someone. You know, when mm-hmm. you and I hiked Long's Peak together, I drew closer to you through that experience. And mm-hmm. and so when we bring someone along to let them see Jesus themselves, it's more powerful than just me sitting there telling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what is this section telling us about Jesus? Well, um, first I see a master plan that is being revealed step by step. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is a teacher and he is building his pool of disciples and these disciples invite each other and later from this large pool of disciples, sometimes thousands of people following him, he chose the 12 mm-hmm. that he focused his training on for um, the last uh, almost two years of his ministry. And he trained these people, these disciples, um, to send them later as apostles and to become the future leaders of the church after Jesus Christ going back to heaven. So I see a master plan that is being revealed little by little, and this is the first step. I, I would agree with you. Jesus here is allowing, is working with human humanity, is mm-hmm. training humanity. You know, this is the first time he's called the Son of God, Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uses his title, Son of God. He's preparing the the future leaders of the church for their mm-hmm. mission. Mm-hmm. And I want to continue your thought. Jesus Christ uses an illustration from the Old Testament, the story about Jacob's dream when he was running away from home and uh, saw that ladder connecting the earth and the heaven mm-hmm. and uh, the angels of God climbing up and down. And Jesus Christ said, uh, Truly, truly, I say to you, verse 51, you'll see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is something important. Uh, John repeats this um, uh, verb twice, truly, truly, or in other older translation, amen, amen. Yeah. And... uh, uh, First, Jesus Christ identifies himself as the Son of Man, and also he identifies himself with a ladder. He said, the angels of God will ascend and descend on the Son of God, mm-hmm. Son of Man, sorry. So he, can, he sees himself as a connector between the earth and heaven. Yeah. And this is why we can really trust him as a mediator, because he's able to understand both worlds and to connect them, to mediate both ways. Yeah. So what is God asking us to do? Come and see. Yeah. Uh, Also, we can follow the other disciples' example, where do you stay? Yeah. I I would say uh, the call to Philip, follow me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he, he still wants us to follow him. It wasn't something special for these just these 12, mm-hmm. um, and that, that we can come and follow him. Or what are we going to do about it? So sooner or later, we're going to hear that invitation. Mm-hmm. I remember the story of the rich young ruler whom Jesus Christ uh, 
answered his question, looked at him, loved him, and said, go home, cut all the ties of this world, and come and follow me. Yeah. And he was not ready to follow Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that's the exact area where I was going, that we, in order to follow, we need to be prepared to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, um, two disciples were ready to leave John. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we can go back to Elisha, mm-hmm. uh, ready to leave the field. Um, re- and that those disciples are not discontent with John. No, they yeah. were in a good place. They were doing a. Go- they were doing God's work, mm-hmm. but they were ready. And 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 we need to be ready to leave. Even even if we never leave, we need to be ready mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. leave and follow God. So how can we share this with other people? So we learn a lot about sharing in this uh, in <laughs> we this do. event, and uh, I like uh, Philip who said, "Come and see." Mm-hmm. I like Andrew who led his older brother to Jesus Christ. We have found the Messiah. We have found the Messiah. Jesus Christ can be that ladder, can be the connector between us and our friends in our. Um, network of acquaintances, of our family members, of our coworkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we don't want to share with our family. We'd rather share with strangers because if they reject the message, who cares? We, we're never going to see them again. We don't know who they are. But if if they reject the message in their family, they're rejecting us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so many times we we don't share with our family our faith, um, mm-hmm. and there are events in our lives that, that baptisms, um, spiritual events where we can invite our family, our close friends, those around us uh, to to be a part and to experience these things. And this sharing or the invitation, come and see, should be supported by a real transformation in our lives. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's hard to share with those who know you day by day. Uh, and it's easier to share with those who, yeah, you meet just once in a while. <laughs> yeah, because if you're, if you're a Christian name only, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a Christian, but nothing in your life has changed, uh-huh. they're not going to want to follow. Yeah, exactly. Our invitation should be both um, a transformed character Mm-hmm. A, uh, a new, completely new behavior, new priorities in life. Uh, at the same time, shared with words. Yeah, uh, I think it was uh, a great evangelist and from the you know previous century who said, "Preach the gospel. Use words if necessary." Yeah, <laughs> let's pray. Father God, may we preach the gospel in our actions. Mm-hmm. in our life, in the way we treat others, even when no one is looking, in the solitude, mm-hmm. may we preach the gospel. Amen. And Father, if we have to, may we use words. May we share the good news of Jesus Christ. May we invite others to come and follow. And Father, we ask that your spirit will guide us in all this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.